Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Ladies, gentlemen, Niehaus. Welcome back to the Stochastic NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by BetMGM. I am your host, Josh Harris, a caffeine-less Josh Harris, which might bode well for Cliffy. Introducing <laughs> my uh, my co-host is none other than Slim Cliffy. How was your weekend? Uh, weekend wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> just trying to think of what you'd be like if you had even more caffeine than you did on Saturday morning. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, anybody that missed that show, uh, you missed uh, quite the treat. But good luck uh, on your caffeineless strategy. We'll see how that goes uh, in your sin bin efforts uh, here tonight on DK. Um, probably should, uh, I guess we can talk about last night real quick. Um, Tage Thompson had straight up one of the best games in the NHL over the last decade. Um, finished off a hat trick in the third period, put up six points total. I didn't even bother looking at his DK score. I'm assuming it was oh, like over 60. It was um, yeah, Buffalo uh, went absolutely ham last night, scoring eight goals. Um, Los Angeles, they're on the slate here tonight. They scored five goals going into St. Louis. Um, one thing we talked about in our Discord uh, yesterday uh, for subscribers only, so please come sub- subscribe. It's stochastic. You come jump in our Discord. Um, we talked about how bad the St. Louis bottom six is. Um, and Kevin Fiala and Carl Grundstrom had quite the game last night playing against the St. Louis bottom six. So going to have to tuck that one in our back pocket for future slates because St. Louis really does not look good at the moment. No, and, you know, Rasmus Kupari is down on that third line right now. Quinn Byfield comes back soon. Don't know. There's probably similar players at this point in their career, but, like, for that price, you know, you'll be able to get a full line for around 10,000 against some with some good matchups, get Fiala and power play one. But yeah, I also faded Buffalo last night. They were 45 plus percent in most GPPs. And it's not like, it's not like Buffalo one plays 20, 21 minutes a night. They're playing like 15, 16 minutes a night. So yeah, they can get it done, which they obviously did last night, but I don't know. 45% line at 16 minutes. I'm going to take my chances. I got buried last night because of it, but. That's why tonight's a, new, tonight's a new night, buddy. Tonight's a new night. We have a huge 12-game slate. Like, it is one of the bigger slates we've break, broken down outside of maybe a Saturday morning, which I black out for anyway. I don't even remember. Um, yeah, there's some big totals here. The biggest total of the night is on the road. Most of the these are big road totals. There's a couple of big home totals as well, but luckily, right after us, there isn't a show. The next show after us is at 5.30, so if we do spill over a couple minutes, we'll be able to get through all the games. And give us a like and subscribe so you can keep up with all of our shows, TFS offers, giveaways, and much more. Once you subscribe, hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows go live. Like, here we are. You probably got an alert. Don't forget, most of our content is available in podcast form except for Live Before Locks, on the platform of your choice. Help us out by leaving a five-star review. Very important for us. It helps us out a lot. Helps you guys get all these free content. And it helps, you know, if you're here, sometimes I go crazy. And you get to witness that. So that's good. We have a 12-gamer, though, and we should probably start talking about that. So let's do it. First game of the night, we have the Ottawa Senators with a 2.8 total heading into Tampa. The Lightning have a 3.7 total. Same lines uh, for Tampa, looks like. Um, Hagel, Point, Kucherov, Kalorn, Paul, Stamkos, Colton, Nemestikov, uh, Kepke, Kepke, whatever. Not enough time for that. 
Uh, Ottawa Senators with um, Josh Norris out for possibly the year. They decided to replace uh, Derek Broussard in the second line with Shane Pinto, which is uh, very nice. He was 35 to 1 to start the year as a Calder favorite. He's up to 10 to 1. He just got NHL Rookie of the Month. Now he's in between DeBrincat and Giroux. Not going to see point a lot of point Kucherov Hagel tonight. Now I'm talking from a one to three line of perspective. Don't know how much Ottawa I'm getting to here, but that Pinto DeBrincat Giroux line could be saved for another day. What are you seeing? Yeah. Um, funny enough, I kind of don't mind the Ottawa side here. Um, I'll dig into why. Um, the Tampa Bay penalty kill just hasn't been that great this year. Um, third most expected goals against uh, per 60 minutes on the penalty kill. Third most shots allowed on the penalty kill as well. Andre Vasilevsky has been fairly, you know, pretty good, but their goal, actual goals against is still like the middle of the league. Like it's really nothing that special. And Ottawa's top power play unit um, has been good um, going back to last year, you know, both with and without Josh Norris. So um, we're not, you know, we're not showing much ownership on Ottawa. The Batherson Stutzla uh, Kachuk line by our top stacks tool, well under 1%. Like nobody's going to be playing Ottawa here tonight. And, um, you know, sometimes people can kind of pigeonhole teams and what they can and can't do. Um, like Tampa Bay's been an average defensive team at five on five this year, like right in the in the middle with teams like Vancouver and Washington. Um, their actual goals against, you know, a little bit worse. That was like, you know, just ahead of Detroit. Um, not great at five on five, not great on the penalty kill. That Stutzla, Batherson, and Kachuk line has been really good this year. Three and a half expected goals generated per 60 minutes, four goals generated. Um, playing 17 to 19 minutes, you know, you just talked about how Buffalo's top line doesn't get a lot of ice time sometimes. Well, these guys typically play 17 to 19 minutes. They're all uh, on the top power play. Um, Drake Batherson shooting more at five on five. Uh, Victor Hedman may not be playing tonight uh, for uh, Tampa Bay either. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think. You know, we can't assume that this is just the Tampa team of, you know, two, three years ago or even last year. Um, they've lost pieces. Guys are hurt. They haven't started the season well. Like, I, I think there's a lot of reason to go to that Stutzla, Batherson, Kachuk line here, here from Ottawa. Um, you know, if you want to add in Alex to Brinkat or whatever, just use the Brinkat as a one-off or something like that. I think that's perfectly fine. But I do like that Ottawa top line. On the Tampa side, it would probably be going to that Stamkos Paul uh, Kalorn line. Um, now, I don't have any problem using Point and Kucherov and Hegel instead. That line has been pretty good for Tampa here uh, in a small sample. Um, but Stamkos, you know, getting the top power play minutes uh, for Tampa Bay. Nick Paul um, has been playing, as, as I think he's been over 19 minutes in his last two games. Like he's been playing a lot for this team as the bottom six hasn't really looked as good as it has. Uh, over the last three or four seasons. So I don't mind that's like a Stamkos Paul two-man or just a Stamkos one-off or something like that. So that's kind of where I am here is uh, the Stutzel line uh, on the Ottawa side. I do like them here tonight, um, especially for anybody playing, you know, I, I'd say they're even viable in a three-max or something like that. Um, like Kachuk had four goals against Tampa in four games last year. Batherson had four assists in three games against Tampa. Like, Sometimes these, these games against these two teams uh, can kind of get out of hand. Like I said, Tampa not great defensively this year. So really don't mind that Stutzel line for Ottawa here. Yeah, and if Hedman's out, like, yeah, he's not, like, the best defensive defenseman of all time. But if he's out, these minutes get allocated to, like, Nick Perbix, Ian Cole, Cal Foot. you know what I mean? Like, bit iffy there. The one thing I will say about Tampa that worries me a little bit, I don't really love their – five on five lines and they're getting close to double digit ownership on a 12 game slate. If they're a little bit lower owned, I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's, let's ride Broncos country. Let's ride with Steven Stamkos or like a Kucherov and point, but like 9% for point and Kucherov. Yeah, it's fine. But I just, you know, Tampa, I feel like, gets the love of Vegas for what they've done, not what they're going to do. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like their total is a little inflated, especially if Hedman's out, but we'll see how the runs come throughout the day. And if they come down, I'll be more interested in Tampa. Let's move to that blue line. 
do like Chabot at 6,300, especially if you are using Ottawa on the, also Jake Sanderson is fine for me. Brandstrom, if you want to punt, like, I guess that's fine. Like, but I think I'm more in on Chabot on the Tampa side. If Hedman's out, you know, Sergachev definitely becomes one of the premier options on Tampa at 5,400 on DraftKings. Chernak at 2,700 is fine. And I would assume, you know, Cal Foot moves up into the lineup at 2,500, but that remains to be seen as of now. Hedman's a game time decision. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm not going to add too much to that. Uh, obviously, Sergeyev would be a great play if Hedman's out. Um, on FanDuel, I, Shabazz price is pretty reasonable, only 5,700. I think it's even a decent spot to one off him. Um, because of that Tampa penalty kill, uh, Chernak on FanDuel as well. He's pretty cheap there, so don't mind him. So let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the Philadelphia Flyers going into the Garden. The New York Rangers have a 3.6 total. Flyers have a 2.4 total. Uh, Carter Hart against Igor Shesterkin. Same lines for the Rangers. Kreider, Zibanejan, Capococco, uh, Panarin, Trocek, Lafreniere, Vesey, or VC, Goudreau, Julian, Gauthier. Fireside, Faraby Hayes, Konechny, Noah Cates, Lawton, Tippett. First thing, like, for a 12-gamer, like, Rangers getting decent ownership here, like, seven, 6-7%. I, w- I guess that's kind of high for a 12-gamer, but this is a very good matchup. Now, I, I, I don't know how much ownership Carter Hart's going to get, but he has been lights out to start the season. He's probably an interesting goalie. Even if he loses here, seventy one hundred, he could definitely see the the bonus. But as it is, I am interested in the Rangers here. With you know the second line's coming in a little bit higher on the top line, and I guess that's kind of price driven. You see, you know Zabanjan eighty five hundred. Like I, I would imagine a lot of people are like, why play Zabanjan when you could just pay for McDavid? But like I don't mind Rangers one here. Don't mind Rangers two with these ownerships. So. I think this is a Rangers game for me. Yeah, I do like the Rangers as well. Um, the top line is one that I wrote about uh, in the picks article over at stochastic.com, free to read. So head on over to our NHL DFS section of Stochastic. Go check out my thoughts for the slate. Um, that Rangers top line is up over 100 minutes now on the season. Uh, 4.3 expected goals generated is just an absolutely absurd number. Like we're talking like, Toronto top line numbers from last year, um, but only 1.8 actual goals. The line itself is shooting 4.2%, which is like, that's going to turn around. Like if you look at what Kreider and Zibanejad have done at five on five over the last, over the last few seasons, they're almost always double digits in, you know, 12, 12, 13% of five on five. Like they're not going to keep shooting four, five, 6%. And they're generating a lot. Um, that's pretty important here because they're going to get that Philly top line matchup and the Philly top line uh, has been good offensively. Don't get me wrong, but pretty bad defensively 3.7 expected goals against per 60 minutes, 4.9 actual goals against Um, they're really giving it up uh, in those shutdown matchups. And I think that makes it a great matchup for Zibanejad, Kreider and Kako. So I do like that top line a lot here tonight. Um, as you said, uh, coming in uh, with reasonable ownership at FanDuel, you know, 5 to 7%, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, over on DK, like you said, around 6 7%, I think that's perfectly fine for this matchup as well. Like, Philly doesn't have a necessarily a good penalty kill. They're giving up, I think, the ninth most expected goals against on the PK, but they are forcing some missed shots. So it could be just good penalty kill play, or it could be a small sample, like we kind of have to wait to see what that bears out but the rangers have one of the best power plays in the league um and if carter hart's really not on his game here uh it could get uh, fairly out of hand so uh rangers top line one of my favorite top lines on the slate here today i think you're just fine three manning them if you don't want to put Kako, if you want to add some additional power play exposure put in artemi panarin instead or something like that but i think Kako's fine like his expected goals um is really strong so far this year he looks pretty good almost game in and game out like eventually that dam's gonna break for him so i uh, do like rangers one rangers two i think is perfectly fine but i think they're gonna be in for more of a slog of a matchup like scott lawton's pr- pretty good defensively um as a two-way center so um i think the matchup the favorable matchup is the Rangers top line. So Zibanejad, Kreider, Kako for me, nothing on the Philly side. Um, 12 game slate. Like I said, the top line has been all right. 
um, especially when you look at, at their offense. But I think that offense is going to dry up a bit here shortly. Um, you know, if you want a one-off like Travis Konechny or something like that, I think that's that's fine. But uh, for me, this is about the Rangers, and it's about the Rangers' top line. Yeah, agreed. And going into Igor on a 12-game slate with a 2.4 total on the road, I'm not going to get there in one to three. If you want to have some Hayes Konechny in your 150 mix, like in your portfolio, that's fine. But, like, I, I'm also out on the Flyers. Moving to the blue line. Adam Fox, expensive, uh, 7K on DraftKings. Truba, 6,100 on DraftKings. I guess it's kind of, if you're power play stacking or you want to save the 700, I think, either are fine. Keandre Miller uh, in Arizona had an assist, four shots on goal, two blocks. He's 2,600. His peripherals are starting to come around. He's starting to shoot the puck. I think he is fine at 2,600. If you want just straight drop shot blocks, you can get Ryan Lindgren. He'll probably you don't get points for you know getting bruises or bloody, but he'll probably do both tonight. On the flyer side, not much. <laughs> I guess like if you're coming down to your last few lineups in 150 max, you can add in D'Angelo to a Flyers one, but that's really about it. Yeah, I'll say the only thing I really like on the Flyers is on FanDuel, Travis Sanheim, uh, 3,800. You can probably rely on him to play over 20 minutes. Might have to block quite a few shots here tonight. Uh, so might have a decent floor to work with over on FanDuel. Hopefully you can donk an assist or something like that. So that's the only thing I'll add. You have any shot volume concerns for Igor tonight? I mean, I do um, because the Flyers typically can't generate a ton, but he also has pretty good shutout potential here. Um I think 8,300 is kind of fine. It's one of those, like, I, I don't say you have to play him, but if you have that salary left and put him in, like, I think that's perfectly fine. Fair enough. Let's move on to the next game of the night. A lot of high roll totals. Vegas Golden Knights with a 3.5 total heading into Washington. The Capitals have a 2.9. I'm assuming that um, John Carlson's still out tonight. He was, what, day-to-day, and Oshie's out indefinitely. Uh, they ran Ovechkin, Strom, Shiri, Johansson, Kuznetsov, McMichael, Protoss, Eller, Mantha. And it looks like, like Orlov started on power play one, but he didn't finish. Eric Gustafsson ended up on power play one, which is a scene to say the least. And then on the Vegas side, it's, it's pretty much status quo. Vegas, um, not too much ownership on this top line. Four and a half percent, three and a half total caps on the back to back, probably starting Charlie Lindgren tonight. I don't know, like at this ownership, there's going to be a lot, a lot of lines in this, I would say, three to seven percent range that are very playable tonight. Vegas being one of them, both Vegas lines being two of them. So I kind of like Vegas tonight. Not sure what I'm doing with the caps, but that is a personal problem for me. I never know what to do with the caps. Yeah, um, I think this is a this is a fine spot to kind of let the caps go by. Like, I mean, Alex Ovechkin, like he's definitely in play like almost every slate, right? Like that's just the type of player that he is. But uh, we talked the other day about his shot rate going down a little bit. Um, Vegas has been an incredibly tough matchup for anybody so far this season. Uh, not really allowing a lot. So like I think you're fine to just pass on Washington. Um, especially where they're coming in with a fair bit of ownership. One thing I'll mention about Washington's second line, I think Connor McMichael played like six minutes last night. Um, I I don't know. He was a prospect I was pretty high on. Um, even with all their injuries, he can't he like when he cracks the lineup, he can't even get to 10 minutes. Like I don't I don't think he can rely on that line staying together all game uh with uh, Kuznetsov and Marcus Johansson. Um they're gonna use um you know, probably those second and third lines a little bit against that Eichel Stone Stevenson line. Um, they've been pretty good to start, you know, in their small sample together, 4.9 expected goals generated, 5.4 actual goals. Um, Eichel has been playing 19 minutes more often of late now that he's playing with Mark Stone than he was earlier in the season when he was playing like 15, 16, 17 minutes. So Eichel getting more ice time uh, since moving alongside with Mark Stone, he has 18 shots in four games. Like you said, Vegas top line not really showing much ownership, four to five percent uh, on DraftKings. Um, I think like a, a, at least an Eichel Stone two man uh, makes a lot of sense here if you want to leave off Stevenson. Uh, just putting them all all three together, I think is just fine because these Washington lines have not been that great defensively. Um, 
the Ovechkin line's been about league average, maybe a little bit worse. The Washington second line's been a lot worse than league average. Um, you know, the third line could be fine because Lars Eller is a responsible uh, defensive uh, forward. Uh, so, you know, it could be a tough matchup in that sense. But the Washington penalty kill, um, still pretty bad as well. So I, I do like Vegas's top line. I think the second line is perfectly acceptable as well. Um, you know, it, Marcia, so we talked on the last show, um, he's just really taking a lot of shots this year. He usually does anyways, but um, he is shooting quite a bit. So I do like both the Vegas lines. You know, if you ask me to pick one, it's definitely Eichel and Stone. Um, I want those locked top P- PP minutes. I want, you know, guys that will probably play 19 and 20 minutes, hopefully here tonight. So, uh, yeah, that Eichel, Stevenson, Stone line for me coming in 4 to 5% on DraftKings, I think is uh, the direction I'm going in this game. Probably nothing for me from the Washington side. Like, I think this is a game where um, if, you know, if they get behind like 2 nothing early, you could really see that line blender come out or something like that. So, you know, if you want to one-off somebody, like one-off Ovechkin, like I said, or, you know, I think even Eric Gustafson one-off is fine uh, considering his price and role. Um, but other than that, probably nothing. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see Washington one come near double digits tonight. That's just going to be a absolute no for me, dog. But like, if you want a one off, you know, Vetchkin or go Vetchkin Strom, that's fine. Just not for me tonight. Moving to the blue lines, Gustafson, Min Price running that power play. He's fine. Orlov, 3,800. Heard a lot of people yesterday. Don't mind going back to him just because his minutes are just going to be massive. On the Vegas side, you know, if you want to correlate with Petrangelo for the power play, that's fine. Otherwise, not really too much. Like Martinez, I guess, is fine at 4,300 for what he does, but it's kind of no man's land. Yeah. Um, I don't mind uh, Petrangelo, I suppose, but really the, the Vegas defensemen are not what I'm looking at uh, in this game. It's actually the Washington side. Nick Jensen played 26 minutes last night without Carlson in the lineup. He if Carlson's not back, he's probably going to play something close to that again. I think at least over on DraftKings where he's sub 3K, the block bonus is definitely a play for him uh, here tonight. So don't mind Jensen if you need a punty type blue liner on DK. Fair enough. Harry carries on vacation because his owner's throat still hurts from doing it last time. But we still have a bet MGM no uh, NBA no brainer bet. Bet ten dollars and win two hundred if any NBA team hits a three pointer. That's as easy as it gets because NBA is all about the three-pointers. This offer is available available in all states except New York, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, and Ontario. Has to be a pregame money line bet. That's easy enough. Uh, you just click the link in the description below. It's the top comment. It's the top pin comment in the description. And any team hits a three-pointer, you get $200 in free bets. And even if you don't bet NBA, you just bet $10 on a pregame money line. They hit a three. Get 200. You can tail uh, the big dog plus money prop of the night, and we can just go about our way printing money. It's easy as that. Take advantage of this offer when it comes up. It's the best way to beat the books. Bet MGM, no brainer. Let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the Boston Bruins with a 3.1 total heading into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 3.3 total. This is an interesting game. Um, Buffalo's going with the top line of Marshan Bergeron, DeBrusque, second line of Hall, Zacha, Pasternak. Now, that may start like that, but I would I would not be surprised to see Pasternak move up with Bergeron and Marshan, at least for a couple shifts here and there. Pasternak, 9,000 on DraftKings. I think that's a fair price for him, to be honest with you. He's been nuts to start this year. Gensel back for the Penguins, so they're running Gensel, Crosby, Rust, which is Pittsburgh one from last year. Zucker, Malkin, Raquel on the second line. Top line is fully correlated. Crosby will see some of the Bergeron matchup. They'll see some of the Zaka matchup. Not a huge fan of these matchups, to be honest with you. This is an MME game for me, but it is a six and a half total. Ownership is fairly low. I think you can get to both sides in your portfolio here. Yeah, I'm gonna bring up um, our top stacks, top stacks tool here, uh, real quick because I just want to show the leverage. Uh, Pittsburgh won our top leverage uh, line of the night over on DraftKings, and Boston won number three, not too far behind them. 
Um, it's relatively the same on FanDuel, um, where Pittsburgh one uh, isn't carrying much ownership. Boston two is the line that's uh, that has good leverage over on FanDuel, but um, there's just not going to be much ownership here in this game, um, which is kind of surprising considering it's a six and a half total. Um, what I mentioned in the power in the picks article that I wrote at Stochastic today. Uh, is the impact that Brad Marchand has returning on the power play. And we talked about it in his first game back as well. But just to kind of reiterate, depending on which years you look at, uh, the top power play unit scores anywhere from like 30% to 55% more often uh, when he's on the power play than when he's not there. Um, He really does make a big difference. You know, the dual threat, uh, you know, playmaker, goal scorer type player. Um, and that's important here tonight because Pittsburgh does not have a very good penalty kill. Second most uh, expected goals against uh, while shorthanded. Uh, fifth most actual goals against. Um, and Boston is fifth in the league in uh, creating power play opportunities for themselves. So, you know, there's a chance Boston gets four or five power plays here tonight um, against the Pittsburgh team, like I said, with a very bad penalty kill. And if there's not going to be any ownership on Boston, Um, You know, we saw Brad Marchand and and Patrice Bergeron do that uh, just last week where there wasn't a lot of ownership on Marchand's first game back. So um, they're absolutely the top line is is great at five on five, uh, both uh, defensively and offensively. Um, This is a really good power play matchup for that Boston top line. So um, I do like Boston one here. Uh, I don't really care if they get the Crosby or the Malkin matchups, like even with like Gensel and Rust on that top line. That Pittsburgh top line is only about average defensively um, over the last three years, I should say. So um, it's not like it's a absolutely brutal matchup going into Pittsburgh. Um, I think it might actually be worse for Pittsburgh, uh, believe it or not. So I don't mind Boston one here as a stack. Um, if you want to, I think David Pasternak makes a nice one-off. I know he's super expensive here tonight. Um, but if you don't want a full stack uh, with the Bruins, you just want to get uh, maybe a little bit of their power play. I think Pasternak's fine as a one-off, but it's Boston one that I like most here uh, in this game. Probably not going to be much on the Pittsburgh side for me. Um, they're not coming again. They're another, another team not coming in with much ownership, but I think going against Bergeron, going even against that Halzak of Pasternak line, um, They've been pretty good defensively, even without David Krejci um, going back to last year. So um, probably just Boston one for me here. Um, like I said, Pasternak one off, I think is fine as well. Yeah, and you kind of saw, like, and I think it was how bad Pittsburgh is defensively at times when they played the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton. Like, the Oilers put up, like, three goals in 38 seconds and just changed the course of that game. It is always t- – it's always horrifying when Boston one is not getting much ownership in a very good power play matchup. So might have to fasten our seatbelts while this game is going. Moving to the blue line, Hemp is Limholm, 4,500 running the top power play. If you want to include him for some more power play, go for it. Uh, guys like Brandon Carlo and Derek Forbort, Connor Clifton, if you're looking for you know some shot blocks is fine. On the Pittsburgh side, Latang's down under 6K. I just, you know, maybe he comes down a little bit more. I, I'm yeah, not he sure. might be out tonight too. Yeah, he might be out tonight as well. Just There just is not much on the Pittsburgh side that I want to play. Yeah, if Latang's out, I mean, I don't mind Petrie. He'll be power play one uh, for Pittsburgh at least. We'll probably play more minutes. And again, if Latang's out and you want to go to a deeper, uh, cheaper defenseman, sorry, I think Marcus Pedersen. Uh, makes a nice, uh, you know, cheap-ish play uh, regardless of the site. So those are the two defensemen I'm looking at in this game. Not much for me from the Boston side. Yeah, not a huge fan of these blue liners. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Montreal Canadiens with a 2.6 total heading heading into Minnesota. The Wild have a 3.9 total. Jake Allen is probable. Marc-Andre Fleury is confirmed. Minnesota 1, I think, is our top projected own line of the night almost 20 percent that it will rival some florida lines we'll talk about later freddie gaudreau still up there at 3300 cappers off and zucker combined 15 8 on dk mason shaw moving up with joel erickson eck and matthew boldy on that second line that second line getting double digit ownership as well on the montreal side they're not getting any ownership 
that top line is still interesting to me. They have a 2.6 total, which is a bit low compared to some of the other road totals. But that Minnesota top line fully correlated on the power play. Um, fairly cheap because Kirby Dock is 2,600. And Minnesota struggles on the penalty kill. So I don't mind getting some Montreal one here. What are you thinking? Yeah, um, I don't mind Montreal one either just because of the price. Like they aren't um, really that expensive. Um, it is a low road total. Like, I, like you know, I'm just kind of wondering why not just go to Vegas, which I think has a similar price. You know what I mean? You know, they'll be higher owned, but a 4% line on, on a slate this large, I really don't care. But you know what I mean? Like I think there are other options other than Montreal um, in that price range. Should also mention Jonathan Drouin in for Mike Hoffman. Don't know what that's going to do to the power play. I assume Drouin goes to the top power play unit. Um, Montreal had been running five forwards uh, on their top power play. Mike Hoffman was one of them. I assume Drouin goes to the top power play. So, you know, him and Monaghan uh, are going to have power play correlation together and even strength correlation um, playing against uh, Minnesota. But um, I, I, it's just on such a large slate where we do have uh, lines um, that are comparable to Montreal um like i'm just looking at some of the prices of, of lines right around them like um we'll get to the uh, new jersey second line uh, in a little bit like they're just a little bit more expensive uh the vegas top line that we just talked about a little bit less expensive um you know the ottawa second line that you mentioned um against tampa bay a little bit less expensive like i just think there are are better lines and better spots for similar prices here tonight and honestly this large you know, whether the line is 2% or 0.2%, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, so I'm not really in on Montreal here. Obviously, you know, I like Minnesota. I'm not going to say I don't. It's just, you know, do you want to choke on the ownership? And, you know, Josh wasn't kidding uh, about the ownership. I'll bring up our top stacks tool. Uh, Florida top line, our top, our expected top own line, and then on DraftKings, and then Minnesota 1 and 2 uh, right behind them. Over on FanDuel, Minnesota 1 and 2 are first and third uh, by projected ownership. So there is going to be a lot of Minnesota ownership here tonight. I do think there are ways, you know, you can put Erickson Eck with Capra's off or something like that, sliding Kalen Addison on the blue line. Like, I'm not too worried about this. Um, Montreal does have a really bad penalty kill. Um, bottom five in the league by expected goals against. It's just they're getting pretty good goaltending. Um, that goaltending holds up. Minnesota falters. If it doesn't, Minnesota could really crush here tonight. So... I do like uh, Minnesota one. If you want to go to Minnesota two or just add in Matt Boldy, like cap is off and Boldy or something like that. I think that's fine. I just think you want to get in those Minnesota power play guys uh, in your lineup tonight. Even if it's just like one offing a relatively cheap Matt Boldy here. I think, um, I think Minnesota is just kind of in too good of a spot power play wise to just look past them. Yeah. And you know, there's ways to get different if you want, like, did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In, an, in a vacuum, ownership doesn't really matter, which we've talked about before. If you want to get different, just full power play stack. Add in Kalen Addison at 4K. You know, he's getting almost no ownership. Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon are the guys getting ownership tonight. So, yeah, on the on the blue line, I'm interested in Kalen Addison at 4K, you know, with that top power play unit. If not, Jonas Brodeen, Jared Spurgeon, Jacob Middleton, fine. On the Montreal side, uh, I mean – Jordan Harris, maybe again, but I wish David Savard, David Savard was not 5,300. <laughs> like that price just boggles my mind. 
Yeah, there isn't a whole lot for Montreal defense. But I was going to say Caden Gooley, him or, or her Harris would be fine if you need, you know, some guys that are relatively cheap. I did write up Addison because it is such a good power play matchup for Minnesota. Um, so don't mind him um, uh, here tonight. Uh, Jonas Brodeen would probably be the guy that I like the most. Um, he's been playing a little bit more lately. So um, I think he's at, added two minutes per night to his game over his last few games. So I think it'd be Jonas Brodeen for me. Cool beans. Let's move on to the next one. Another high road total here. New York Islanders with a 3.4 total heading into Chicago. The Blackhawks have a 2.5 total. It's going to be Ilya Sorokin against Alex Stalock. Uh, status quo for the Blackhawks lines. Your boy Josh Bailey still on the top line with Barzell and Wallstrom. Lee Nelson Bavillier, Parisi, John J. Paggio, Palmieri. Now, Islanders not getting a lot of ownership here. I don't really love them from a five-on-five perspective. I guess you could power play stack. Like the total is pretty high for a row total. I just have a hard time really trusting any of the Islanders outside of maybe Brock Nelson. I really like Matthew Barzell. I just don't have much faith with Josh Bailey on his wing. On the Blackhawks side, you know, that top line still – getting decent ownership, 7%-ish, seems pretty high going into Sorokin tonight. I think this is more of an MME game for me. Yeah, I'll, I'm probably not going to be on the bars all line. Um, according to our buddy at line matching on Twitter, um, they're going to see a fair bit of that Taves-Radish-Kurashev line. Um, Taves and Kurashev, I think, have good defensive numbers going back to last year. They've certainly been good defensively together this year, um, at the very least low event. Um, you know, I, I think Oliver Wallstrom is a one-off at 4,500 is fine. Like Wallstrom is amongst the highest, has amongst the highest shot rates, uh, in the league. It's just a matter of playing enough minutes. Um, I think he's like top 10, um, by shot attempts and like 94th percentile by expected goals. Like he's really generating a lot. It's just, he typically doesn't play a ton of minutes, but I think he's fine as a one-off, especially against Chicago. Uh, it's the second line I like the most. And I say that with hesitation because I think Anders Lee is kind of cooked. Um, I know I said that about Josh Bailey, but you know, Lee had that massive knee surgery a couple years ago. And if you look at his shot rate since they've just been in a steady decline um, and he's really expensive. I mean, for what he can do at over 6k um, at least over on DraftKings. So, uh, I mean, Brock Nelson is a guy that I really like. I think power play stacking um, is something you can do here. Like a Nelson Palmieri two-man power play stack is pretty cheap. It helps you get in, get in those more expensive stacks. The Chicago Blackhawks take a ton of penalties. Um, fourth most um, time shorthanded so far this season. So the Islanders could get four or five power plays here tonight. Um, I think that, you know, I would just be focusing on the power play guys that not named Anders Lee. So like... Uh, Barzal, uh, Nelson, Palmieri, especially are the players that I'm looking at on the Islanders because you're right. They're not carrying much ownership, um, anywhere from like one to 4% uh, for those guys in the top six. And it is a 3.4 total. Like that's, you know, more than the Pittsburgh Penguins at home. It's nearly the same uh, as Vegas uh, on the road. Like they're expecting quite a few goals here. So, um, yeah, I'd say Brock Nelson's the guy. I like. I think he's fine as a one-off. Honestly, he's shooting a fair bit on the power play so far this year. Um, but it's just some sort of power play stack from the Islanders that I like the best. Yeah, something I was messing around with was Nelson Dobson, and we'll get to that below. And now I really like Noah Dobson tonight, sixty-seven hundred. I think you know if you're doing anything with the Islanders power play, you should include him. He is a bit pricey, but. It is what it is. If not, I guess Ryan Pulak is fine at 4,300. On the Hawks side, Jake McCabe, 3,800. Connor Murphy, 3,900 are fine if you want some shot blocks. Caleb Jones running the top power play, 2,800 is fine, but the Islanders don't take too many penalties and they have Sorokin in that. Yeah, just not. I like. Caleb Jones, I suppose, can be fine um, because of his power play status, and he's you know fairly cheap. He's really kind of the only guy that I'm looking at in this game. Um, Noah Dobson, if I were to play him, I think it might be in a one-off spot. Like, I don't know if I would stack him with the power play. Um, he just, like, they just spread out the ice time too much. He'll just have too many opportunities with other players. Like, it could be a lot of uncorrelated goals, you know what I mean? So, 
I don't mind Dobson as a one-off here tonight. Gain access to all of our betting experts in our premium Discord by clicking the link below in the description. Use that link to get your first week of access for free. Then it's just $9.99 afterwards. What does that get you? Glad you asked, because I'll tell you. You get access to all of our betting experts. Butchered that. You get a ton of picks, more access to the people you see on the shows, great community, sweat games, live betting. These are some of the things that you get. You join the community. So you there's, I think, five or six guys running betting stuff now. Um, I'm, I'm going to forget somebody. But most of the guys you see who host or are on the shows are doing stuff with betting. Um, so if you're interested in that, click the link below in the description. Get a week for free. You can try it out. Uh, if you are into betting, I suggest doing it. It is very good. I, I tail some of the bets a lot. Uh, the ones that I do, there's a lot of college football. I don't know anything about college football. I tell some of these college football bets and I win. It's great. So click the link in the description below. Get your first week for free. Try it out. Let's move on to the next game. We have the Los Angeles Kings with a 2.8 total. Going into Dallas, the Stars have a 3.2 total. Kings back-to-back on the road. Quick went last night, so it's probably going to be Calvin Peterson tonight. Scott Wedgward confirmed for the Stars. Back-to-back on the road, 12-game slate. It's going to be tough for me to get to anybody on the Kings. That second line is cheap enough, though. So maybe Dallas, it's going to be that top line for me again. I just worry about their minutes, but Kings penalty kill has had issues, so they can get there a la Buffalo one last night. I Though I will warn you, I'm not expecting a 63-point performance from any of these guys. Yeah, that'd be a little bit much to expect. Um, The one thing that's kind of, I'm going to say I'm drawn to the Los Angeles Kings side here. Listen, I know it's the road back to back, but Dallas is starting Wedgwood, not Ottinger, and that's a pretty big decline in net. And it looks like Miro Haskin is probably not going to play here tonight. Um, If there's no Haskin in, like I went and looked at – their defensive numbers with and without Haskinen. Like they're well below average expected goals against when Haskinen's on the ice this year and above average expected goals against when he's off the ice. Like he makes a big, big difference for this team defensively. Um, but it's not the Kings top line it would go to. It would be the Kings second line. You're right. Um, they are fairly cheap um, over on DraftKings. Uh, they're coming in with more ownership on FanDuel, so I think they're fine to let go there. But DK, they're, they're under 12,000. They're perfectly correlated, and Los Angeles is starting to split their power play time. Um, over the last few games, the top units played almost the exact same amount as the second unit, and the Kings' second line is perfectly correlated on that second power play unit. Not only that, um, but Dallas is one of the most penalized teams in the league behind only Edmonton in time shorthanded so far this season. So, um, you know, the Kings second line, they're going to avoid um, the Dallas top line pretty much the entire game. And those Dallas second and third lines haven't been great defensively this year. So less um, successful defensive lines, let's say, in the matchup for Kings two. No Miro Haskinen probably and no uh, Ottinger in net. Like, I think this is a spot where you can go to Kings two, particularly on DraftKings. They've been playing better. Um, you know, I think their expected goals against has dropped a full goal over their last three games. Like they've really started to play better. Um, ice time can be inconsistent, but like I said, um, they're starting to earn more power play time. So, uh, yeah, Dallas won. Don't get me wrong. They're just fine um, here in this game, particularly where the Kings also take a ton of penalties. They're, they're just behind Dallas uh, in time shorthanded this season. So, yeah, perfectly fine. I think Dallas won uh, very much in play here, um, even at their price and expected ice time. Um, but if you're looking for kind of a fillery stack that could be in a sneaky good uh, matchup here tonight, even though it is a back-to-back, um, I do like Kings too as a complimentary stack here tonight. Yeah, not much ownership either because they're back-to-back on the road, but we know what they can do, especially last year, and they're starting to play better. So might be in the portfolio for MME here. Moving to the blue line, Drew Doughty, 5K, still seems a little bit too cheap. Sean Dersey, 4K, correlates with, you know, LA2. On the Dallas side, 
Nils Lundqvist if Miro Haskinen is out. Miro Haskinen 4,600 if in would make a nice play as well. Yeah, if Haskinen's in, I don't mind his price um, at all. Um, I think Dursey might be the guy that I like the most. He can kind of put up some peripherals. He's, you know, a lot cheaper uh, than Drew Doughty, um, you know, uh, especially over on DK, um, over on FanDuel, you know, even he's still $1,100 cheaper. Um, I don't mind Dursey here uh, in this matchup, you know, even as a one-off if you need a 4K defenseman or whatever. Agreed. Let's move on to the next one, and we have found our festival of the evening. Seattle Kraken, 2.7 total heading into Calgary. The Flames have a 3.8 total. Joey Decord confirmed for Seattle. Danielle Vodash confirmed for the Flames. New lines for the Flames, Huberto, Kadri, Mangiapani. Milan, big ass, park in front of the goalie Lucic on the second line with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli, third line of... Dylan Dubé, Backlund, Coleman. Same lines, it appears, for Seattle. I heard you describe this Flames' new top line as jet fuel. They are coming in under 2% tonight. Not even Party Marty Jones in that. Joey Decord. Uh, talk me into some Calgary. Yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering why people are staying away from them because you get two out of three guys on the top power play unit. The one that's not is Manjapani, and he's his price has come down a lot, um, particularly over on DraftKings. Um, I know on FanDuel, he's still pretty expensive. So, um, you know, that's probably why you're seeing, you know, even less ownership on them there. They're almost 22K is a full line over on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, uh, not so much. Um, they're coming in uh, around at 16,300. Kadri and Mangiapane have been pretty good offensively together to start the season. 3.4 expected goals generated per 60 minutes. 3.6 actual goals generated per 60 minutes. So far in the season, um, if, if this persists, Kadri would have a career high uh, shot attempt and expected goal rate uh, on the power play. Um there's a lot to like uh, about that line. The problem is, is kind of like we just mentioned with Dallas. And as we've mentioned on shows with, with the flames before is the wingers don't get a lot of minutes. Like their top nine wingers are basically all playing anywhere between 14 and 17 minutes a game. Like maybe once in a while, somebody will crack the 20 minute mark, but you know, this isn't Jonathan Huberto in Florida playing 19, 20, 21 minutes every single night. Um, that's just not what's going to happen. So I think that's one reason why you're seeing such low ownership on them. But that Calgary power play has been very, very good um, so far to start the season. Um, I kind of like that Kadri line. Kadri, like just full three-man stacking them. Because like I said, you get two out of three uh, on the power play. Like Seattle's down to their four-string goaltending. And it isn't as if the first three strings uh, are have been anything to write home about over the last season and a bit. So, um, yeah, Kadri, Mangiapane, and Huberto is a line that I do like here. Like Seattle's five on five lines are actually fairly good. So that could be a reasonably tough matchup. But like I said, bad goaltending and in a great power play uh, for Calgary. So Kadri, Huberto, Mangiapane, I like that line here tonight. On the Seattle side, um, I don't mind the Bjorkstrand, Burkowski, Wenberg line. I feel like I talk about them every time they're on the slate, but it's like eventually Bjorkstrand won't keep shooting 3%, right? Um, and he's shooting a lot so far this year. Um, you know, you have Dan Vladash in that and not um, Jacob Markstrom. So I don't mind like a two-man Burkowski, Bjorkstrand, like I've been saying for like the last three slates that they've been here. Um, but they'll also miss that Kadri Manjipani lineup, which I think could be a, a, a tough matchup for them. Um, at least a high-paced one. So, uh, Burkowski, Bjorkstrand, two-man, don't mind, but it's Kadri, Manchapani, and Huberto that I like the most here. Yeah, and I'll just add, if you are into Calgary power play, Lindholm and Toffoli coming in very much unowned tonight. So, one-offing at Toffoli or two-manning him with Lindholm, I think, is a spicy meatball as well. Moving to the blue line. If you want a power play stack, Rasmus Anderson's your guy. Otherwise, Noah Hannafin's my guy, uh, 3,400. Um, on the Seattle side, Vinny Dunn or Bust? Um, yeah, I think Noah Hannafin um, 
is grading out as one of our best values uh, on the blue line on the slate, at least over on DraftKings, um, because um, because of his price, because of what they can do in this matchup. So don't mind Hannafin. Wegar has been losing some ice time, so even at forty five hundred, like I don't know if it's necessarily a great play for him. Nothing for me on the on the Seattle side. It would be Rasmus Anderson in power play stacks, um, or you know, cheap Noah Hannafin. That's about it. So let's move on to the next one. So many games, you forget that McDavid's on the slate. Nashville Predators with a 3.0 total heading into Edmonton. The Oilers have a 3.6. UC Saros is probable. Jack Campbell is confirmed. Edmonton top line and Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Hyman not getting a lot of ownership, which is always horrifying on a a slate because 7% McDavid in a good power play spot is just Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It could blow up a slate. And this is a pretty good matchup to do it. Nashville, we didn't really get lines. We're going to assume Forsberg, Johansson, Duchesne are together. Don't particularly love them. Don't mind them at 4%, but like I'd rather get McDavid, Nucha Hopkins, and Hyman for just like a percent more in a better matchup. Yeah, the problem with Nash, like I'll, I'm just gonna say, I'm not playing Nashville here tonight, and the big reason is we just don't have lines. Um, it seems like all their beat writers got, I don't want to say fired, but at least let go or moved on elsewhere. Like over the last few years, like I don't know there's anybody at the rink every day, especially on the road, um, tweeting out uh, practice lines for the Predators. So they changed up their lines quite a bit last game. Um, Zach Sanford got moved alongside Matthew Shane. Um, you know, sure. Nino Niederreiter was playing with Philip Forsberg. Um, we don't know what the lines are going to be. There are enough games tonight that start late that, you know, if you do go with Nashville and there's a different line that's, you know, at warm-ups, you know, you can swap out of it or whatever. But um, just they just haven't even been a good team so far this year. So I think if I were to do anything for Nashville, it'd be like a one-off Philip Forsberg or one-off Roman Yossi. Like Edmonton is the most penalized team in the NHL, giving up the most time shorthanded. So I think Roman Yossi makes a ton of sense uh, on the blue line here tonight for Nashville. But yeah, it's the Edmonton side here that I really, really like. Um, We have them as, um, I'll just bring up our top stacks tool here real quick. Uh, Third highest top two stack behind Florida and Minnesota coming in with under 5% or roughly 5% ownership. Like, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. We, you know, we just went through that with Boston last week where, you know, Marchand came back, the line was long and they just destroyed the slate. Um, I really do like um, Edmonton power play stacking here tonight. You know, whether you want to go, if you want to full stack the first line, because um, they're all expected to play on the power play together, that's just fine. I don't mind a dry sidle Kane two man here tonight because Kane, I was looking back through some of Edmonton's game logs recently. On their recent road trip, Evander Kane played four out of the 13 top power plays. Um, they do move him to the top power play from time to time, maybe once or twice a game. So he does have a correlation, some correlation with Leon Dreisaitl. He is shooting a lot. He's just a little bit snake bit by shooting percentage. So um, Edmonton one, Edmonton two, Edmonton power play, uh, whatever you want to fit in, I think is perfectly fine uh, here tonight. Um, Nashville is tied for 10th for time shorthanded. So if they give up four power plays or whatever to Edmonton here tonight, could be a little bit of a fiesta. So, uh, yeah, Edmonton power play stack, um, you know, maybe with a Vander Kane or just even strength stacking. I think you can do whatever you want with the Oilers here. It really doesn't matter. Um, it's all about whether UC Saros can hold the fort down. 
Yeah, and moving to the blue line, Tyson Barrett does run that top power play unit, but I'd rather play Nurse. And then on the Predator side, going to be Yossi or it's going to be see you later. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you know, surprise, surprise, Roman Yossi makes one of the best plays on the slate. But I honestly, you know, I do think he's uh, arguably the best defense slate on this plate, on this plate, on this slate, because uh, Edmonton does take so many penalties. Like if, if Yossi gets five or six cracks at the power play, um, he could have a pretty big night here tonight. So I do like Yossi a lot. Don't forget your free $200 MGM. Sign up using the link in the description. Get that free money from the books. It's a no-brainer. You hear me say it every day. There are 160 of you in here. There is at least five of you who don't have a BetMGM account. So just stop thinking about it. Just click the link and sign up. Moving on to the next game of the night, we have the New Jersey Devils with a 3.2 total heading into Vancouver. The Canucks also have a 3.2 uh, it's the Hughes Bowl. Uh, Jack Hughes going up against his brother Quinn Hughes, who is back tonight. This is an interesting game. Like Devils coming in with fairly low ownership, Canucks getting a little bit more. There are stuff on both sides that I like tonight. Hughes is a side, or is it Hughes Eye? I don't know. My grammar is terrible. I'll just kick it to you. I think it's the Hugheses, but um, they're saying Brock Besser might be back too. And I'm wondering what that might do with the lines. Like, they, do they throw Brock, Brock Besser with uh, Miller and Horvat uh, and then boot Connor Garland down? Do they put him with Pedersen and then boot one of uh, Kuzmenko and Mikheyev? Does he boot Kuzmenko off the top power play? Like, if Besser's back, it really throws a wrench in a lot um, of what to expect for Vancouver here tonight. Um the Vancouver top line, Horvat and Miller has been playing uh, a little bit better of late. I think some of it has to do with Connor Garland kind of turning around his play after I think he was healthy scratched even. Um, so don't mind them. Uh, but it's right back to Pedersen and Kuzmenko. Like they've been the most consistent line by far for Vancouver all season long. Four and a half expected goals generated per 60. Uh, four actual goals generated Kuzmenko 1.3 individual uh expected goals per 60 minutes like they're just really generating a lot um it's whether you know New Jersey looks pretty good to start the year everywhere but their goaltending uh they're kind of like that Seattle problem um if New Jersey's goaltending holds up you know I don't think Vancouver does much here tonight but if they don't um Vancouver really could have uh, a pretty nice night uh, ahead of them here tonight so I don't mind uh, going right back uh, to that Pedersen Kuzmenko line, um, they ostensibly should get softer matchups against the Hughes line or against the Mercer line. Um, so I don't mind uh, Pedersen Kuzmenko on the New Jersey side. Uh, like I say, pretty much every game, um, it's Hughes and Brat. Uh, Hughes and Brat are both um, top, t- uh, both over twenty individual shot attempts per sixty minutes this year, uh, which is insane. Um, they lead. Uh, the New Jersey Devils forwards and Eric Hall is third. Like the three highest shooters on this team so far this year are all playing on the same line for New Jersey. Uh, so I don't mind going back uh, to Hughes uh, and Brad here. But I'm going to be honest. I think this is a game uh, where I'm not super excited about the Vancouver side. Um, New Jersey would probably be, probably be uh, more of an MME thing than uh, straight up um, – you know, in a single entry or a three max or something like that. Um, although I do like s- single players, particularly on the blue line. Yeah. And quick party in the, in the chat saying best are not expected to play stayed late wet optional. And they also said national update Granlin with Forsberg and Duchesne, Nino, Rijo question mark. So still doesn't change anything. Yeah. That doesn't really change much analysis on the Preds. That for being out gives me a little bit more interest in Kuzmenko and Pedersen because I know Kuzmenko will probably be there. On the blue line, Dougie Hamilton, I think, is fine at 6,600. I'd rather just play Graves or Siegenthaler, who, like, just the Devils' defensive numbers are just weirdly ridiculous. Uh, Quinn Hughes being back, I think, is an interesting option as well. Yeah, I think Ryan Graves might actually be the guy that I kind of like the most here. Um, 21 plus minutes in his last three games, uh, relatively cheap. I think he can put up some decent peripherals here. He's one of the lower priced defensemen that I like on this slate. 
two games left. Big one coming up. Florida Panthers with a 3.9 total, the highest of the night. Going into Arizona, the Coyotes have a 2.5. Uh, unconfirmed goalie in Florida, probably going to be Bob, though. And uh, Vijmelka for the Coyotes. Big old ownership on the Panthers' top line here. Uh, Verhage, Barkov, Kachuk. Second line getting some ownership as well, especially, you know, Sam Reinhart, who's on the top power play. Anton Lindell also on the top power play, garnering 6% on the third line. He has been consistently playing 15, 16, 17 minutes, which is nice for a third liner. On the Coyote side, top line getting, you know, 1.5%, which seems like nothing, but for some other matchups that are also getting 1.5%, I'd much rather go to them. Uh, so just a question of what you want to do with the Florida Panthers ownership and I still haven't made that decision. Have you? <laughs> uh, I'm. I posted on our Discord. I might ride the lightning and fade the Panthers here tonight in single entry. I did write up Sam Reinhart. Like I couldn't believe he doesn't have a five-on-five five point um, so far this season. It's actually kind of wild um, how you know a little bit unlucky um, how he's been to start the year. Um, he's playing over 21 minutes a game, over three shots per game. Um, on that top power play, uh, he's been priced down, especially a lot um, on DraftKings. Um, you know, the team's just shooting 4.6% with him on the ice. Like Sam Bennett's not a high percentage shooter. Rudolph Balsers is not a high percentage shooter. You know, they're kind of relying on Reinhardt. Reinhardt typically shoots, you know, 16, 17, 18%. So to see him at 0% even after nine games, feels like uh, there's some positive regression coming his way. So, I honestly think you just go to a Florida power play stack. Um, you know, Barkov's price isn't that expensive, at least on DK. Uh, Reinhardt's price isn't as well. So, you know, you can stack them with Matthew Kachuk and it's, you know, like a 19K line or something like that. It's really not that bad. Um, it's just a lot of ownership, but I think it's completely justified. Like Arizona seems like they're, you know, unless they're playing uh, Toronto, it seems like they're allowing five or six goals pretty much every single game. So, um, you know, uh, Florida's second in power play opportunities, uh, per game, uh, Arizona's sixth in time shorthanded, like the Florida power play could get a lot of chances here tonight. So I do like, I just Florida power play stack. Um, I think that's perfectly acceptable uh, to do here. I'll say real quick on Arizona one, I kind of like seeing, uh, Dylan Genther, uh, jump up to the top line, uh, with Keller, uh, and Boyd like Genther, um, he was nearly two points per game over his last two seasons in the WHL. Uh, he's a highly touted prospect. Like I want to see how he actually plays with Keller. I don't hate that line, but I, you know, it's does Arizona score enough to support a stack. I think it'd be more of a case of like one off against her than just full stacking that Arizona line. I really appreciate you taking a dig at the Leafs, even though they're not on the slate. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to see it. Uh, moving to the blue line. I think Montour is the guy you want to get a little spicy for some lower ownership. Forsling at $100 more is getting a fifth of the ownership of Montour. On the Arizona side, not really much interesting me there. Maybe some ghosts, but he's very expensive on DK. Yeah, the one guy I'll mention is Josh Brown. Um, probably will have a lot of opportunities to block some shots here tonight. Um, don't mind Brown as like a block type on DraftKings. For sure. Let's get to the last game of the night. It's an interesting one, despite it being a fairly low total. Anaheim Ducks with a 2.7 heading into San Jose. The Sharks have a 2.9. Probably going to be John Gibson. Capo Kakinen is confirmed. Timo Meyer's price has dropped to the ground floor. He's down to 5,300 on DraftKings, playing with Tomas Hurdle, who's 4,100 on DraftKings. Going up against the Ducks, who've had massive issues on the blue line. But they're getting a ton of ownership, and chalky sharks on a massive slate just means you're going to stay up late getting shorked, maybe. Um, on the duck side, not too much ownership uh, on the ducks here. I don't mind a Henrique Zegers for Toronto line. Yeah, um, not much ownership at all on the ducks. Um, like you said, that Henrique line, about 2 to 3%. Um, the Terry McTavish Strom line, you know, closer to about 1%. Um, none of the lines have been particularly good, um, partic especially defensively, which is why you're seeing 
so much ownership on San Jose. Um, like they're going to be one of the higher owned lines, at least over on DraftKings here tonight. We have them as one of five lines to crack the double digits. So um, I think Meyer, especially with his unbelievable shot rate, is acceptable as a one-off here tonight. I don't think you have to include Sveshnikov in the stack. I think he can just, you know, kind of drop down at Couture for some power play stacking or add Eric Carlson or just leave it to a man of Hurdle and Meyer. Um, I think that's perfectly fine here. Um, I, I, I just, it's the ownership that's getting me. Um, I, I don't think I can get up to, you know, if, if I were to, you know, take a line that highly owned, I would just go to Florida too. You know what I mean? Um, so no problem playing Minnesota, just, or sorry, San Jose, just be really, really careful of all that ownership, uh, on the Anaheim side. There's just not a lot that would interest me. It would be probably, I think the thing that interests me the most would be a one-off Frank for Toronto or one-off Troy Terry. Those are the guys that shoot. Trevor Zegers just isn't shooting this year. Um, Adam, he hasn't looked as good as he did last year with Adam Henrique. So uh, just some one-off guys uh, for the Anaheim side. Yeah, and a late game. The only 10.30 Eastern start with heavy ownership is always just a recipe for staying up late. So yay for late night Tuesdays. Um, Who are you liking in net tonight? Uh. Does uh, regardless of sight, I'll say Shesterkin, uh, Thatcher Demko, as long as he starts, uh, Jack Campbell for Edmonton, uh, over on FanDuel, Flirt, Mark Andre Fleury's price still hasn't come up that much. Don't mind him. Um, Capo Kakin in there in that San Jose game on FanDuel, uh, as well. Yeah, I agree. I'll add in Ilya Sorokin. Um, don't mind Logan Thompson either. I, I don't know if I'd one off him, maybe just have him in some Vegas stacks. Um, yeah. And since I've been stealing your hat trick pick, I'll go to you first. Uh, well, I hope you're not going from your favorite team. So I'm going Chris Kreider tonight. Oh, I am not. I am going Nazem Kadri. All right. I like it. Kadri and Kreider, uh, two Ks, not three. Yeah. So that rent a little bit over, but coming up after us at five 30, we have the NBA deeper dive with, the other Josh, the the more well-known Josh Engelman with Adam Schur. Uh, we will be back. Are we back tomorrow? We are not back tomorrow. We will be back Thursday for another big old slate. This is one of those weeks where it's going small, big, small, big, small, big. So we have some big slates this week. So for producer Slim Cliffy, I'm your host, Josh Harris. We will see you on Thursday. Good luck, everybody. Good luck tonight. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.